Welcome back to Helmets after week two, where <laughs> where the Ravens played the Dolphins. The Baltimore Ravens, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens played the Miami Dolphins. The Baltimore Ravens, my team, and the Miami Dolphins, my team. So yeah, there we go, right off the bat. I mean, also looking at two AFC contenders, yeah, uh, two teams everyone's excited about seeing whether or not they can do it, and. The game didn't fucking disappoint at yeah. all. Just right off the bat, like I was not expecting that game to be actually be good. Like I thought it would be interesting because of the podcast and we're doing yeah. this. But that was that was I think that was one of the most insane games I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, I think, mean, without a doubt, it's the best Miami Dolphins performance. I think I've well, maybe not best performance ever because of just giving away a lot of points. But as far as something that doesn't happen to the Miami Dolphins which is an insane comeback yeah aggression like just it showed it showed a new a new a, a thing that this team hasn't had for a, a really long time I, it, rem, it reminds me of that season where we had Chad Pennington and and we were running the wildcat offense and we were yeah. like Fuck it. Let's see. Let's just let's just throw crazy shit at the wall, and then hopefully we'll win ten games. And we did. And that, that's why I'm really excited. Is because that season we were really aggressive, and this season looks like we're being really aggressive. Um, incidentally, both times with quarterbacks where people doubted their arm strength. But we'll get on to Tua's mighty, mighty arm as and when we get through the podcast. That's one oh, thing absolutely. I was going to say. All of the people queuing up in London uh, this week, they weren't coming to see the Queen. They were queuing up to apologise to Tua. For yeah, 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 yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Queen Elizabeth III. But I'm afraid the 250,000 people in that queue were people queuing up to apologise to Tua, who threw 469 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, R.I.P. the haters. R.I.P. the haters. Um, now, the, the, the and so... I guess what I lo- what let's just I think maybe let's just pull back very briefly for people who don't like follow maybe don't follow American football very closely. Now, 469 yards and six touch- touchdowns it, uh, tells you two things about the game. Firstly, it tells you that that quarterback had a fucking unreal day, and that that should be obvious, right? But the thing is, there's no game that isn't insane where someone throws nearly 500 yards because basically. When you've thrown that, like, if you're up, if you're up, if you're up ahead the whole game and you just fucking smoke in the opposition, they, they're actually the number, the, the actual amount of yards they tend to throw is really not that high because what's, what's normally happened is that the, um, the, the, the defenders have managed to secure a good field position for you. Like, you've scored quite quickly, you've got up ahead. And then what they'll do is they'll use their running backs to just kind of run the clock out on the game. Um, when you throw six touchdowns and nearly 500 yards, that means that the game has just been going end to end for the whole thing. And that yeah. is not what happened here. What happened here is that for three straight quarters, three quarters of the game, the Ravens blew the Dolphins out of the fucking park. The Ravens like beat them so soundly that, that I was saying to James just before the podcast, I there was a point where I was going to text him during the game saying, I think we're going to take Lamar Jackson, the st- starting quarterback, out. For the first half of the game, Lamar Jackson, uh, by the uh, by uh, pro, uh, by pro, um, the Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating was 153.8, which is a perfect rating. You can't get a higher perfect. rating that, than that. I, I don't know how those numbers, I don't know what 153.8 means. Yeah, I don't know, but it, I know that's I know the that, best one. Yeah, if, they, if you, anyone over like 100 is having a really good yeah. day, anyone over 120 is having a career day. But what's yeah. wild about, about this is like we were talking last week about how he didn't sign this contract and he got this like, this deal that was the second best ever deal ever given to anyone in the NFL. He's like, no thanks. So what he's got to do is he's then got to go out and back himself. And he had, I mean, it was a record-setting day in that he now becomes the the most quarterbacks, the, the quarterback with the most plus 100 yards rushing ever, like, like in a game. He's so an electric he, athlete this? having an amazing day. He is the, one of the best things to watch. Like visually, just watching him is stunning. Like so the he way he missed, moved, yeah. the passes he makes, the runs he, got, he does. Like 318 yards throwing with three touchdowns. That's 21 
he, he 21 completed passes out of 29. That means only eight yeah. times he didn't hit his receiver. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, nine carries for 119 yeah. yards and a touchdown. That's an average of 30. And the average run on this one is pretty, pretty whacked out because uh, he hit that was 75 yard run. But we were, I was, we were messing each other during the game. And I, I normally, if if I wasn't directly watching the Dolphins, I I probably keep a very close eye on what Lamar Jackson does because he's capable of like video game highlights. Like you can just yeah. get stuff that you, you're not sure people can do. And his run that he did when he just took the ball and then just it, he went. I watched that and I was like, oh, he's he's doing it again. He's yeah. doing that that superhuman stuff. And it was really exciting to watch. And that's the stuff that he's just got to keep going every single week and do if he wants to get loads of money. Oh, he does. But, and since we mentioned that run, so basically Lamar Jackson takes a very simple, uh, like takes a very sim- uh, a simple, it's, it's an eye formation. There's a fullback in the backfield and him, right? And takes the ball and then the fullback kind of does some misdirection and he skips straight through the line. Uh, the Dolphins have kind of pressed up against the line because they think that he's going to, they think that he's, that they think that he's going to throw and they want to, they want to pressure him. And what that means is once he gets past the first layer of defense, he's just got an open backfield. He's faster than anyone else in the fucking league. Like he, he just completely out sprints the entire uh, Dolphins D, like gets into the touchdown area. And I don't know if you remember exactly where that was in the game, but basically the Ravens were beating the Dolphins and the Dolphins, honestly, they're, they're off their the offensive side of the ball hadn't been that bad like Tua had two interceptions but both of them were basically kind of interceptions based on the fact that the Ravens coverage up to that point had been really good and so he had to try and make things happen he was having to try and force it into certain areas where it's like nah, it's you know it, one of them, I think, one of them was quite unlucky, and another one he tried to force it because basically the coverage was so good. Um, and what had just happened is they'd finally got a bit like the uh, the Ravens were like th- three scores ahead. They'd finally got a little bit of momentum going, and then I, I'll, I'll be honest, like even as a Ravens fan, I would say pr- very unfair penalty. And it resulted in a turnover. Yeah. And then Lamar Jackson ran 75 yards and scored another touchdown. And it was at that point, sorry, it was two scores ahead. And then Lamar Jackson scored another touchdown. And we were three scores ahead. We were like nearly at the end of the third quarter. And at that point, I was like, look, like that's the fucking game. Yeah. That is gotta the, that's got to be the game. Like, that's it. Like, what are you going to do? And last and, season, it would have been. Last season, Flores would have pulled two or out. Put in some, put in the, the the second string quarterback and said, "Ah, it's not your day." Um, and then other 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 um, head coaches in the league would have then tried to then play conservatively, try and keep the ball, and then try and mm. just basically get as many points on the board as they can, yeah. like field goals, anything they would take, right? And what anything. our our new our new guy, what what emo Mike McDaniel, our new little boy, was capable of doing. Was he just was like ah? Let's just throw the ball to our guys. Like that once once we lost those two interceptions, I was like, oh, here we go. It's all happening again. We had a great day to to begin. Uh, looks like it's not going to work. At some point as well, Tyreek Hill went out with cramp and then left the field and then comes back. It was just before this drive. He came back yeah. on the drive after that. That's when he came back and like <laughs> it was like he came back a different man. The and they... I I you know what? Like I I am a conspiracy guy. No way. They fucking put like nanobots in. They put stero- like they put something in him. Like they like they're like they fucking like Liverpool Football Club fucking like asthma attacked him. Yeah. Just like <laughs> they did something right. Like they they came back and then they scored. They scored straight away. Fuck with like two. It was like a third. It was like third, two just and I. I'm. I remember. I. I've just checked my messaging group. I remember, like they scored with a long touchdown from Tua to, and he, Tua had shown no signs of long ball for the for that entire game. Like in fact, what they'd done for most of the game is to try and keep his confidence up, keep him rolling because he had a bit of a shaky first week. I remember is yeah. they were doing kind of, um, they were doing quite a lot of like high percentage passes because they were like well look Tyreek uh both our our main receivers like Waddle and Tyreek Hill are fast so if we just do a kind of short passes then hopefully they can you know create some space for us and that kind of works this one was just I saw him wind back and the camera angle meant I couldn't see who he was throwing to and my heart just stopped because you you just saw him just 
chuck it like 45 degree angles straight up straight to Tyreek Hill and I look down and mind bear in mind that about a minute before I'd been like right well you know that's the game I suddenly realized that the Dolphins were back in it and and then the most insane thing I've ever seen happens <laughs> Well, the, so I don't know, the, the, a really blanket view of like the, from the absolute basics of wide receiverings yeah. in, in the NFL, just to, for the non-football fans, but the traditional way you'd set up your receivers, right? You'll, you kind of have two plus receivers, but you mainly have two guys. One guy is insanely quick in a straight line. And he's yep. like number one guy. And his job is to run as quickly and, and as far as he can in a straight line. Yep. Then you kind of have a second guy who's a little bit less fast in a straight line, but much better in the corners. Like he can jump around and he can move different directions. Yeah. He's he's like, route, like they're, they're either kind of smaller and have like really good hands or and so they're very nimble or they kind of have larger bodies so they can kind of box people out and yeah. like catch and so that you can kind of if you imagine in basketball where someone just throws the ball up and they're just sort of they've got a bigger body so they kind of get up and grab it before the other guy does that's sort yeah. of the that's exactly how, the, the how it's been set up yeah but what the dolphins have with with waddle and hill is they've now got two guys who can do both of those things better than anyone they are now that i mean i think other than digs for the bills they're now the two it goes like i think it's uh hill digs Waddle and then Cooper Cup. Those are the top four receivers in the league. Yeah, I I think of them like Cooper Cup is a little bit more of a kind of roots guy. Like he's not like like Hill. Hill is the and I would say maybe Hill is kind of a little bit more of the speed guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they're they're so quick, both of those guys. Yeah. What happened? What happened? I think what happened when the first the first big Hill touchdown, the, the big you know, broken coverage. And I think it was to do with him being pulled out of the game because that his um his corner thought he had protection. Yeah. So he drops back too far and then he's gone. And once he's once you once he has a, a yard on you, you're fucked. Like it's over for you. And what the Dolphins then did is they put loads of people uh so we've got, you know, Mike Gasicki, who's a great receiving tight end. We've also got Smythe, Durham Smythe, he's a great uh tight end as well and then we've got Waddle we've got a couple of other receiver guys we basically stack them all on one side and then we put Hill on the other and we go you either have a choice right we're either going to fuck you immediately or we're going to fuck you really deep and then I think what happened was is the Ravens were then so used to them hitting these small percentage sorry these good percentage passes Mm. to the tight core on the right they they forgot about the guy on the left and then it happened again it happened twice yeah. And it happened both sides. So so two are up to up to the fourth quarter. It was they're 21 points down. Mm. And I, there was a good stat that I saw today. This is how good you can massage a stat. In the last 11 years, if anyone's been um down by 21 points in the fourth quarter, they've lost 711 times apart yeah. from once. Apart from once, which was this week, and was was Tua and the Dolphins, which is fine. But then you just put the eleven years on there because up to the, before that, then it becomes two. Like that's how you can do cool stats. You just go, oh, oh yeah, the yeah. cutoff time is the eleven. Yeah, you yeah, just the, choose um, the numbers and then make it work. Choose right? the numbers and work backwards <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. it sound exciting. That's what's so good about it. But the um, it was it was wild. I mean, the thing is, I I blame what happened kind of down on the coaching because there's you know. The fourth down call, when it was like, essentially, if you get a fourth down, it's going to be not the game over, but very difficult time-wise. Because if you, mm-hmm. the the Ravens were so confident on the ball, they were taking off like eight, nine minutes per drive yes. off the clock, so, which was okay, amazing. Yeah. So again, if like, you go, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just want to, I, I basically, I'm trying to make this podcast something that like non-football like enthusiasts can like get into a little bit like maybe people who watch it a bit and so i'm sorry to interrupt but like a brief tactical thing here is with the um one of the ravens like key things is that once and it's it's just it's by the way this is something that all teams do but the ravens are generally very good at um and less so at the moment and that's actually that's a problem which we'll come on to but the ravens are very good at once they're once they're ahead uh, in terms of points, then 
a lot of American football's tactics is about contr- is as much about controlling the tempo of the game. So like they'll then try and take like they'll try and march down the field when they- when they've got the ball in their hands, they'll try and get down the field. And what they'll also do is take their fucking time doing it. So it means that like the other and what that means is the other side has like way less time with the ball to score. Uh, and until three quarters of the way through, the Dolphins were not showing what look what you might call a quick strike offense where they can score very fast so that's a great tactic until there you go (laughs) yeah i mean it was so they had the opportunity to there was like a fourth and one yeah and as you said at the beginning they weren't running the ball very well but then again i wasn't really confident because regardless of whether or not you run if you're not running the ball very well but you're doing everything else well you kind of don't really care because no no it doesn't matter like so yeah you're looking at that you're like okay cool Fourth down, let's go for it. And then we'll get three more downs and then a fourth down, potentially punt or kick a field goal. Mm. Uh, we can take, that's, you know, a 5, 10, whatever, a good amount of time we can take off the clock. Yeah. So Harbaugh goes for it, doesn't get it. That, I don't know if that was the um, the moment that kind of changed the, um, the, the, the direction the game was going for mm. the Dolphins because I don't really think that's necessarily what it was. I think that, the game plan may not have been throw 470 yards, but I think the game no. plan was to slowly ramp up and trick them into thinking that we're going to be playing short and then playing long. Um, I and, think you're right about that, by the way. I, like, yeah. I think like based on the, cause I, I remember like at the start of the game, when I started, when I was looking at how they were playing, I was like, it seems like they're sort of building a, they're trying to do what the chiefs did when, when Patrick Mahomes was a new quarterback. Which is yeah. what they used to do is just like to get him confident and build that like unreal confidence that he has is that they had they built this fucking team made of these like just full of these like insane speedy great receivers and they were like well if you just keep throwing to them like short distances that are quite easy they they'll do the rest for you and eventually but then they switched up and I think what it to be honest I think that the Ravens are caught out just for a few reasons but a big one being we'd never seen that from them before yeah. there's no tape of the fucking Dolphins just like airing it out because then it's gonna, there's no I don't I don't think that having tape on these two guys is having on having um these two guys is going to do much good really no. because I don't think that you can prepare to have those two guys you just have to find a way of of stopping them going deep and then just let everything happen in front of you first. Mm. The 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 Bills game is going to be interesting because I mean it looked kind of like Tua was under a lot of pressure, but I think he was just moving out of the pocket because he likes it. Like and yeah. I think he was getting I think I think if you put more pressure on him, take more time that it's going to be harder for him. Yeah. But like I don't know. He looks good when he was out of the pocket. He looked good. I mean, like, so on the Ravens side, there's two concerns that I have about the Ravens going forward. And again, it's week two. But the running game thing doesn't look that fixable. Uh, There's no, like, we have our best linemen coming back from injury and our two best running backs coming back from injury. But firstly, to be honest with you, unless your running back is like the best running back in the league, your individual running back, uh, I'm sure someone will fucking like send some like BS like email to us or some shit, being like, eh, actually, running backs is super important. It's like, ah, they are, but like the the best like it, making a consistent running game is way more about the line, um, and like I'm not sure that we're really gonna improve it a huge amount, um. That's a concern because that means that the Ravens game, you know, that fourth and one thing, uh, you know, the Ravens go for it on fourth down all the time. Most teams kick punt way more than they go for it. The Ravens go for it all the time. And there's actually, there's actually some, uh, the re there's a reason for it. And it's because there's like quite a lot of stats that show that teams should go for it more than they do. Um, it's just that the pressure of doing it, like psychological pressure of doing it is really like, yeah. Oh man. I love some, Um, like, I, I kind of agree about the, the running back thing, but what's really cool about what the Dolphins did, which is, I mean, they only had like 80, 84 yards total, 86 yards total rushing, right? Which yeah. is a very small amount. But you've got Chase Edmonds and you've got Raheem Mostert 
I can't pronounce the name, whatever that guy. Most of both the, most the, the old 49 is yeah, really, really great. great. Great very fast players again but what yeah. you've got is you've basically got those two guys who are also so quick that you can't take your eyes off them and Edmund's got a huge gain play I think he got mm. most of his 33 yards were on one play and then that set up the touchdown drive I think it was to Gasicki yeah. and what happens is, is that this is this is how the the, the the mindset of the game played out is all of a sudden they Tua starts to get that momentum starts to hit passes and then then they're like, okay, cool. We're going to sit back and we're going to wait for the pass. And then they just hand it off to another Olympic level sprinter who's then capable of hitting. <laughs> just just like, another one they got on their it's, team. It's it's, like... They've done a good job making this team. But I was going to say about the the mentality behind things. Now, mm. this is this is uh, one of my favorite things about the NFL and f- American football in general is the concept of icing the kicker. Mm. And icing the kicker, if you don't know what that is, if you have to make a last minute, last second game deciding field goal the other team if they have any timeouts left will uh hit a timeout to just before you're about to kick it to try and put you off to try and ice you and there's a shitload of stats there's like decades worth of of information that kind of goes to show that this does i think it worked once but basically it doesn't work and every single kicker has every single time has said Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm expecting it. If anything, I quite like it. it. Gives me an extra couple of gives me an extra thirty seconds to to line the kick up in my head, and it's not something that bothers me. So if kickers know that it's coming, why do they do it? The reason why they do it is purely because if they don't do it, the coaches will catch loads of shit from the fans. It's like. <laughs> they're like, That's so they're like why didn't you try and ice the kicker? He's like, well, uh, I mean, it wouldn't do anything. It's like, well, you might as well try it. So they might as well try a, a point. It's like. I don't know. It's like getting locked out of your house and then just trying yeah. to see doors unlocked. Oh no, it's not. Well, I might as well have tried. Um, and that's like the, the the stupid mentality of following American football. You're like, ice the kicker, it's going to work, and then it doesn't work, and then everyone's like, oh well, at least we tried something. And it's I think that's <laughs> it's really silly. It's like the the football version of like your if when you lose something, your mom just be like, well, where'd you last have it? It's like exactly. Have you tried thinking about that? It's like yes. Because the, if I knew that, I'd know where it was. It's like that, yeah. that's so. Like, where did you did you've lost something? Yeah, where where is it? I don't know. That's the. But yeah, the, I I think it's like I, I put I love I love little facts like that. I just I thought that the Dolphins, the way I mean the thing is again like because I'm a Ravens fan, I'm very up on the Ravens like errors. But the reality is that the Ravens really didn't make too many errors. What happened is the Dolphins, fucking like. There were like there's obviously there's a couple of critical ones because there's a critical there's a couple of critical errors in every team's loss, right? But the Dolphins, the way that they just turned it around, that's in the fourth quarter, that's so unbelievably exciting. And it was so much fun to watch. And that makes me excited for the Dolphins in the future. We haven't even really talked about the Dolphins D, because the Dolphins D like didn't really have a lot of answers for Lamar Jackson no. uh, for three quarters, but when they got ahead, they made some good plays. Like yeah, they so- nearly had a pick six. Uh, when they got and when they got in the Ravens' head, when the Ravens realised that the game was turning, like they tightened up enough, and that's good. Um, well, yeah. Think- so if you're three, you're three touchdowns down. Yeah. You need to get the ball back three times. Yeah. And they did that. Well, I mean, one of them was at the the last the field goal that put. Uh, I think the field goal that took the Ravens to thirty eight. Yeah was yeah that was like i think that was a big moment because it's like okay cool the d didn't concede a touchdown sometimes that three points is is a win for the d and i think that was one of them because then you just put it in the hands of two and you're like all right mm-hmm. uh, let's do a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter let's really see what you, you're capable of and like that that's so hard to go out on the road going i need to score a touchdown to yeah. win this game there is less than a minute left on the clock and then just march down and score. And that's why it's really exciting. Now, problem I had with the Dolphins, there's a lot of stupid penalties. A lot yeah. of them were bad penalties as well. I don't know what was going on. I felt like the, everyone does, but I felt like the rest were against the Dolphins. It was to a, be honest with you, man, like, I honestly, like, I agreed that, I, I agree that, like, I thought, like, and this is honestly, so, you know, again, like, you know, like, the Ravens were winning so well for three quarters, not just because we were doing well, it seemed like the rub of the green was on our side too. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just that the it wasn't just that Lamar Jackson was playing lights out. It wasn't just that we were ages ahead. It wasn't just all these factors, but it also seemed that on a couple of the kind of contentious things, like the Ravens were getting the rub the rub of it this week. So it was just, you know, and it was just, you know, it's one of those weeks. And like when you're the Dolphins, it's not just that fucking you're down, but like just things aren't going the way you need them to go to. Like we, you know, that like the first um, the first score of the game happened within like five seconds of the game starting because it was a kickoff yeah. return. Which, so they're always they're always fun to watch, but to be honest with you, like a lot of the time, they're basically luck of the draw. If that happens, right? Like, not it's not luck of the draw because the the return is very good at like picking the lane. But to be honest with you, like the lane opens, they take it. It it is one of those signs that just things aren't going your way. Yeah, it you is, know, <laughs> you're like, uh, it's like almost immediately you're in, you're on the back foot mentally. Yeah. Like, oh this this is going to be one of those days and that's exactly the first thing i thought was i was like so hyped with how well everything went last week and i was like brilliant that's yeah huge. i was like i'm going to watch a game of football that i'm going to enjoy then yeah dolphins concede a kickoff return and i'm like fuck's sake this is gonna this is us happening again and then um obviously it didn't and loads of crazy shit happened so it it's um yeah there was the, the worst one for me was there was that tripping call Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We we really we sort of mentioned. I briefly alluded to earlier about a call that had gone like that was the point where I thought the Ravens were. Um, the tripping call happened just before Lamar Jackson's seventy-five yard touchdown, yeah. and that was the point I was like, "Well, that's the game," because the Dolphins had finally seemed like they were sort of getting something rolling, and then they just got a completely bullshit call. Uh, yeah. the, basically, a guy fell over, and then one of the and then it tripped. Like one of the dolphins fucking fell over and it tripped over a Ravens player, mm. and like that was seen as tripping. And it's like no, you've just... seen him. Yeah, that was that was it was what happens on every down yeah. of every game. Yeah, he, he did. He didn't do it like he didn't like tripping. Like even the commentators were like tripping is not like is intended for people who like are, like on the floor they like lift their legs up and stuff to like you know make a kind of barrier for you it's not for that and it was a completely bullshit call it stalled their whole drive then the Ravens got it back scored another touchdown and I was like that's the end of the game like that is the end of the game and it was so not the end of the game that was that was so much fun we we've talked about this for ages but it was so much fun I would just I would urge you to watch the highlights of this game and you know what's exciting about it is that it doesn't even make it the Ravens a bad team and no, no. That, I mean, to be honest, even when I was watching the Dolphins <laughs> come back, I was like, if the Dolphins don't win, they've shown me enough yeah. to be confident. I, you know, they're they're losing, but they're getting, you know, yeah, they're coming away with with things on this. Um, and this, we were talking last week about how week one of the twenty twenty two season was bollocks. Week oh, yeah. two of the twenty twenty two season was absolutely amazing, pretty much across the board. We yeah. got there was comebacks, there was shutouts, there was huge plays, there was. There were- stuff the cleveland browns released their new mascot which is the worst mascot in the history of mascots oh yeah uh, look look it up it's fucking like so the cleveland browns have un- unveiled their new mascot by painting it on the 50 yard line and it is the worst mascot i've ever seen in my life and it's it, it, the, the name of the elf is brownie the elf brownie the elf which i mean i think that's if anything a little bit problematic it's it's just it honestly looks like an like a like a 1970s team logo. It just it's frightening and uncomfortable and there's a guy in a suit and I wanted to talk a little bit about some other mascots that I've seen. I've never um, seen a I've never seen a I've never seen a mascot that looks more like a pedophile like yeah. not just like in in mascot form. Like you're already you're already suspicious of the kind of guy who is a team mascot, right? That fuck. It's just like, I uh, why don't you wear a pedophile costume? You fucking like, yeah. might as well call it just nonce the elf, right? Nonce the non- elf. Nonce the elf. It's uh, like nonce the elf that shits himself. Like Brown of the Elf sounds. Brown of the Elf sounds like a fucking elf that you like shit in. You like shit in a bag, put it underneath your pillow, and he'll give you a. Ba- He'll give you a yeah. pat. Or like Brownie Elf is the tooth fairy for kids who are naughty. Just leaves a fucking dump under their pillow. Yeah, that will be careful. Thing. Brownie the Elf will visit you. Yeah. Like, and it, the, the problem is with Browns is they're already the name of poo, and <laughs> they're already Browns. And they're. I think that I don't. 
there's actually loads of reasons why basically every single NFL team is named what they're named after. And the Browns are named after the fact that the guy who founded the team, is his name is Paul Brown. So that guy could have had any name. And he's like, oh, let's, let's, let's call the name of the team after myself. Oh, what's your name? Oh, is it Pooh? Oh, yeah, let's just do that anyway. What colour should we Brown. wear? Let's go for Pooh and orange because that looks great. And then we'll have, um, I mean, this this guy replaces um, this guy replaces the old one, which is Chomps the Dog because of the dog pound and the name. Yeah, like the, they're the dogs. Which- you know, at least has some like emotional resonance with the fans because they f- see themselves as the fucking dogs. Like they play in a kind of like hard nosed style. <laughs> like, so they, you know, at least it's got like like furry energy. You know, it's just it's an animal, yeah, right? But this guy is, I mean, chilling. To to he's like they got a really cheap Christmas elf outfit and then just painted it orange. Like it's a joke. I thought it was something from the seventies that they just put on there because there's no way that where well, it did but there's no way that in 2022 that's getting past any anyone because they just painted a big pedophile on their on their field but they played all right they lost to uh lights out elite quarterback joe flacco oh joe flacco is elite joe flacco is like the fourth leading passer in the league now yeah that's so sick i love that, absolutely i love that for him i fucking he's so great yeah, so he was three hundred. He was three hundred and seven yards and four touchdowns. Nobody had Joe Flacco on their fantasy team. If you did, and you're in one of those like twenty team fantasies, and that that guy's winning. And they've also so they're playing against the Browns team, uh, who Chubb had a good game. Kareem Hunt had an okay game, um, and it ended thirty one thirty, which is pretty cool. And it obviously had Jets winning, uh, for big fourth quarter for both teams. Very very exciting. Can I just say, can I happen. can I quote you a stat about this? About yes, the, about the so uh, with six minute with six and a half minutes to go, um, pro uh, so with six and a half minutes to go, uh, five thirty eight gave the Browns a ninety nine point nine winning percent percent winning percentage chance, and they lost. <laughs> That's um that's that's free. And the problem is, is if you showed because oh, of just the lost. nature of them, the nature of Cleveland as a town is if you showed them that stat, they would have looked at that and gone, Oh, we're definitely gonna lose now. We'll like, fucking the, lose. <laughs> the mentality of like, you know, I'm obvious I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan, and the amount of times there's been like things have happened to Spurs that are in like unheard of in the game of football. Just yeah. to have them lose, and same thing with Miami Dolphins. Is the Miami Dolphins lose football games? That's just what happens. And you watch, you watch these, and I, I've, I would, I know that those Cleveland fans. There's a great documentary, Thirty for Thirty, called Believeland, which is all about how mm. Cleveland just don't win anything. And at the end of the documentary, the the Cavs, uh, the basketball team, win the basketball finals. That's when they had um, LeBron play for them and stuff. And what it meant to these guys who just, I mean, they're Indians fans, and they are. I forgot what the Indians are called now. They got some cool name, and then they've got um, the Browns, and they're never going to win. And then also their their division has like you know the Steelers who've won loads of trophies, and like, yeah. the, it's yeah, I feel bad for them. And then they just go and show their fans this Fucking frightening new, new sex new mascot, sex pest mascot to go with the um, redacted about accusations. Oh yeah, about oh there's that. Okay, uh, so the other thing, that, the other thing you I know, right? Like, if you know if this podcast like ever gets big in any way, there's no way we're ever going to be able to capitalize on any fucking like NFL tie-ins because like week one, I think we called someone a paedophile. Week two, oh, no, we, yeah, we've called the mascot paedophile. Yeah, and I mean we could it. do. I mean we could do. I think I, said, I think I think I said that Jerry Jones was a slave owner in week one. Yeah. Uh, we'll, well we'll have to redact a lot of these. There's other famous, uh, there's other semi-successful sports podcasts from UK London-based comedians when they're talking about sport, in particular the Formula One, who've said some interesting things about uh, those those people, and they they keep going from strength to strength. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, uh, we'll, we're just so I was going to say the Browns fan, fine. You know, you're not they're not necessarily love, lovable underdogs when they're like they brought like a bunch of signs out saying like free Deshaun. And all kinds of like they had a bunch of stuff, and you're like, guys, come on now. They had, like, uh, they've got one with like I saw one where they were saying like happy endings ain't illegal and stuff. And I was yeah. like, honestly, man, just fucking nuke the city of Cleveland. Like they're in my division. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck it. <man. laughs> 
That's the thing. Jets are now one and one, and they. I mean, the Dolphins have to play them. You're looking at that, and you're like two wins. But then, do you want to go up against Joe Flacco? Well, you know. So, uh, did you know? So here, do you know what Joe Flacco's win percentage is against the Browns? What? It's eighty-five percent. Wow. That is yeah. so good. Like he just like fucking smoked them for like his entire career. I, you know what? Like I, when Joe, so Joe Flacco, for those of you who don't know, is the former Baltimore Ravens quarterback uh, with whom they won the Super Bowl. A lot of people have rewritten history about this and said that he was always just kind of solid and not very good. That's not true. Like, he was fucking good. Like, when he played with the Ravens up until the Super Bowl win, he was good. But basically, the the best way I can describe him is he was a bit like... He was basically like Eli Manning in the AFC, right? Like, in that he... He was entirely what you what you see as like a test match animal, like a big game player. Like he would just he just never gave a shit like at all. And in fact, there's like you know there's like famous fucking anecdotes of like him being in things like and I, you never really know like some of them are kind of urban legends. But like there's one where like a tailor was like yeah like I suited like the Ravens team for a photo and like Joe was like oh so like do you like tailoring and stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to do it. And Joe was like, oh, it's so cool. Like, I'd really love to, like, do something that I'm really passionate about. Wow, that's funny. It just, like, and, like, he famously just didn't give a shit. Like, his whole career, like, he never did any, like, extra practices. He never, like, got together with his receivers, anything like that. But, like, the thing is, is that when, is that psychologically what that seemed to mean is that when it really came to it, when it came to the fucking crunch, like, the playoffs, the big games, is that he had absolute ice in his veins. Like, he never let the pressure get to him. And, like, it meant that you saw these, like, unreal games where he'd just, like, throw the ball around. And, like, any other team would be compl- just crumbling. And he was just standing there, just chucking it around, like, doing, like, yeah, a- I always, amazing I always things. I, I always rated him. I thought he was exciting to watch. And I thought that he was, um, you know, I don't... Yeah, we talked about this in the first uh, first episode. It's really hard to win a Super Bowl. It's particularly yeah. extra super hard to win a Super Bowl in the early 2010s. That yeah. was, you know, and he did it. And it yeah. was, it was, uh, it was exciting to watch. And I always yeah. thought he got a bad yeah. rap. I thought he was, I thought that, you know, there, there is that. I think calling him the Eli Manning is very close because you, when you watched Eli Manning, I, I don't feel like he, he knew what was going on. To, like a normal person because of his yeah. his heritage and being a, a, a manning i think that f- there is no pressure to him like he's literally yeah. doing the thing he's born to do he's brought up to do he's lived it his whole life have you seen the have you seen this kit the arch manning the new one yeah yeah the, the oh. like the, the new manning he's just like the same he's the oldest yeah, yeah the oldest manning brother's oldest son is yeah. now coming up to college and he is i mean they're talking like he's going to be the best one out of them all, and it's it's just insane that 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 family can create so many, uh, so many just mm. perfect football players. But I mean, I don't. It was Eli? Eli wasn't even. It's really weird when you look back at both of those Super Bowl winning teams, mm. and I don't know if they ever really should have won two Super Bowls. Like they had fine receivers, they had fine tight ends, they had. I would say really good, and maybe it's just like defense wins championships and all that because they did have good defenses. Mm. You know, Michael Strahan and all those guys. But like, you look, he, Eli Manning, he got through. He was throwing so much shit at him in New York, and then he wins two Super Bowls against Tom Brady. Yeah, good for him. I mean, that's they, they are very similar players. I think both should be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. But. Um, and I, I think Eli Manning's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but I think also Joe Flacco should be in there as well. Particularly, let's say, let's say, right? I mean, what's the name of that kid? The, the new guy for the uh, uh, Jets, Jets QB, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson, right? Let's say Zach Wilson comes back, and you've just had Joe Flacco just fucking running shit for like for for two games. Yeah, He's lost one, but won one. How much time are you going to give Zach uh, Zach Wilson? Yeah, I know it's, it's interesting because it's like he's not coming back to week four, is he? And so if Joe wins another one, what do you do? Because it's like they did draft him, but like 
The, the, I mean, the, and the, the thing is, he won that Jets game in a very Joe Flacco way. And the thing is, is that that way will win you big games too. And so basically what it is, is that you know, like he won it, like Joe Flacco's, uh, the number of, again, as a Ravens fan, I've watched the Ravens, it's like 2008, right? So I basically started watching the Ravens when in the John Harbaugh era, when the new coach, the new young coach, John Harbaugh was brought in and the draft picks that he brought in were Joe Flacco and Ray Rice, right? Not that yeah. he didn't bring them in, but you know, that was kind of an era like, and Joe Flacco's the way that he fucking wins is again, he's got this like icy thing and he just, he had, he has a ridiculous amount of come from behind wins. And it's just that kind of high pressure. And let's be honest, teams are going to score on the jets because the jets are not that good. And he does have the mentality to like come from behind and win. like our mentality. No, do you know what? This is such a late, this is so that's, that's such a fucking uh, BBC like football pundit. It's just about the mentality. No, it isn't. It's just the like, it's just what he does. It's just the way his game involves so many of that kind of that kind of play, the, like the big play, the kind of the big play win where, you, you know, he threw like a 65 yard touchdown on Sunday. Um, and then he did another one, like his final one at the end, um, like he, where he just kind of stuck around in the pocket for just long enough right at the end and just flung it. He was great. And he's like completely unflappable. So there was no, they were shoving pressure in him. He's like, ah, you know, yeah. Do you do you start Zach Wilson straight away? No, no way. I, I think if he if he wins another game, you you let okay. So you get to week four. Is that so? Zach yeah. Wilson's back week four, right? Let's see what the Jets have. So let's see. Uh, let's see who the Jets have. Your, so basically, they've got Bengals away. I mean, Bengals are playing weird football. Yeah, I don't know what's up with them, man. Like they, they they've don't been look bad. like the team. They've yeah. I mean, they they were sloppy against the Cowboys and. Here's we were taking the piss out of how much we hate the Cowboys, but basically the their new guy, they're like I can't even remember his name. I'm going to find out. His um, their their quarterback um, Cooper Rush. Oh, Cooper Rush, uh, nominee, uh, nom- nominee nominee for American Football Name of the Week. American yeah, Footballer Name of the Week. I might give it to Cooper Rush actually. Cooper, well, I think anyway. I think Cooper Rush. That's yeah, basically so. Uh, we sort of didn't do this last week, but we're going to have an American footballer name of the week every week, uh, which we'll announce at the end. And it's the player that we've mentioned that has a name that during that the show that has a name that you, if you have that name, you have to play in the NFL. Yeah, it's no job. You can't fucking be Cooper Rush working in fucking compliance. Like no. I'll just email. I'll just I'll just uh, drop an email over to Cooper Rush. No, no, like the guy is a quarterback. There's no other job that he can have. My, that uh, is his my, job. <laughs> my guy is uh, plays for the jet for the uh, ra- for the Ravens. Sorry, which is Jalen Armour Davis. So his Armour middle name Davis. is Armour, and he's a defender in the NFL. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, and please. He for Alabama, but yeah. So they were they Cincinnati were bad. Uh, Cooper Rush was solid, uh, and they spread out the runs. The the, the Cowboys spread out the one, runs. And right. The okay. So back. let me just let me just throw something at you here. Uh, so this is the Jets schedule, and it is horrible. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, who I I don't believe are as bad as their record. No, I just don't. I don't like. I don't believe that they're a bad team now. Like they've been. They've been about like undeniably. They've been a bad team for two weeks, and yeah. so the quit the the you know the fucking like the hot take part of me is just like oh they're shit now. They're not. They yeah. they can't be. They're not that different a team, you know. Um, and then the Steelers. And then the Dolphins. That is yeah. a nasty schedule. And then the Packers. And then the Packers. That is a fucking. Oh my god, their schedule is actually horrible. Like, yeah, they, I don't know how they get away with I'm it. just having well, a look at this. To... Patriots, Bills. Yeah, sorry, Patriots, Bills, Patriots. Bear. It, it, it's until the 27th of November where they play a genuinely bad team. It's quite funny. I mean, the problem is with being the Jets, and this is the problem with being the worst team in the AFC East. And it's always been like this because, I mean, for the last 20 years, yeah. the Patriots have been the best. And then it's been between the Bills and the Dolphins, more or less. A couple of times, Jets had a good, good yeah. season. But for the most part, you know that half of your schedule, you have to play those teams twice. So yeah. the Jet, so within, I mean, the Jets have to play the Dolphins. And then I think it's, uh, they end the season 
um, playing the Dolphins as well. So, so you do you play all everything right. You still got that game in front of you, and that's if the Dolphins stay good, which I hopefully they will. But like, yeah, yeah, you have to play the, even the Patriots in their current state. You're playing against Bill Belichick, and we're talking about mentality and how that's a stupid thing. I kind of agree to a certain extent because I don't know if I don't, everyone always says it's in the mind and all that stuff, but realistically, these are professional athletes, and I think that obviously you have to have the will to win and they're all super competitive. But like, mm. if you ever want an example of how mentality doesn't matter, the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick, they've never had, there's never any talk of that because all they do is they're like, oh, you have to do your job and you have to do your job as best as you can do it. It doesn't matter if you think you're going to win or you think you're going to lose or you're confident or you're feeling good, all this stuff. All you have to do is do your job. And if you can't do your job, you're out. And there's no mentality there. And he's won a million rings and he's the best yeah. of all time. He's unstoppable, even when he's shit. So that's why, even when they're bollocks, they have to play it. But maybe Zach Wilson's really good. He's good at banging milfs. I, I, I mean, that's like, did you hear about that? Huh? Zach Wilson's been banging milfs on the side. Oh, sick. Uh -huh. Yeah, it came out that he's he like banged a bunch of milfs. I just, oh my god, I just searched that on my work laptop. Z Zach Wilson milfs. <laughs> Zach Wilson milf hunter. <laughs> yeah. Well, one I, day, one day when we get big, we we'll get a fucking Patreon. And then we'll get our own laptops. Yeah. And then That's you can the type. One. Then you can type Zach Wilson Milf Hunter in as in as many times as you want. And I'm going to clip that little bit and stick that on our Instagram. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just know that that's. Uh, yeah. That's, that's quite funny. I really. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that work doesn't just have like a series of. I'll just pretend I was typing in like some kind of American football stat, like. Yeah. I was in line <laughs> of fumble or something. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, so yeah, that's the Jets. Cool. Um, we we are. Uh, there was other cool games. Jacksonville did really well against Indy. They um, shut them out, which is quite sad considering I was saying like that. I thought that um, that maybe the Colts were going to have something going. The the then, Colts are down bad, man. The Colts are down bad. They're like, yeah. and I don't really know what's up. They they seem bad. You know, like when they fucking brought Matt. I. I Again, I'm going to try my best to not be all about the QBs because yeah. so many like it's like you know when you see like ah oh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens like what the fuck are you talking about man it's a team game and I get it because the star is the star but having said that it was the press that the Colts were putting out when Matt Ryan joined was unreal they were like oh my god this guy is the fucking best like we've ever played with like these players are like his passes are so accurate like he's such a fucking immediate like it they are down bad as a team and i don't really know like the jag the jags completely fucking shut them out the jag oh finally trevor lawrence got a decent game yeah uh like great great good for him um the char uh the the an uh, another good game Chargers chiefs Unreal. Yeah, like, as we said, it was always going to be good. Um, that was that was a exciting back and forth game. But then this is the thing, right? Like everyone's just looking at these quarterbacks, and I think that it's going to be one of those things where um, Herbert and Tua are going to be linked mm. their whole life. And I think you look at that game and you're like, ah, he couldn't he couldn't quite finish them off, but and then Tua did. But yeah. then it's going to go back and forth as as it goes. But that was that was a game of just like ridiculous plays but herbert did his job in that game like he the thing is is that that i mean i guess that, that i mean that maybe the problem with the chiefs right is that with the chiefs is that whenever you win the scores are always fucking ridiculous because like pretty much they're gonna score so you have to score more like that's one of those like they're not you're not gonna like pitch them out for most of the game they're going to score you have to score more points but like the chiefs like I, I, I felt that Herbert actually played better than Mahomes, um, but they didn't win. So people are always going to be like, "Well, you know, the, the Mahomes is the best or whatever." Well, the thing is, it's that it's down to that turnovers. I mean, yeah. three, I mean Herbert, three hundred and thirty-four for three, three touchdowns, and then an interception. Yeah, and then uh, Mahomes two touchdowns, no interceptions, and then that's a turnover, and that's three points, and they've lost the yeah. game. And then all of a sudden they are two and zero, and they're looking really, really strong. Didn't even throw to Schuster that much. No, like, honestly, that Mahomes didn't even have like that good a game. Like he just he played like he played very not Mahomes like. Uh, but the Chiefs are like the Chiefs 
their their defenders are pretty scary this year. And like I think that the problem for teams now is that in as much as it the Chiefs were never one dimensional, a dimensional, but in as much as for a few years their defending hasn't been like all that hot. Uh but they had this fucking like ridiculous like like you know the Liverpool. Uh yeah. that, they had this like they, they were going to score so many points it didn't really matter. That's not really true anymore. Their defending is decent. And- Arizona, uh, Las Vegas was uh, crazy overtime, um, overtime win. Yeah, Which just I mean, I thought that game when I was watching. I watched the as I was falling asleep on the Sunday night as that was a late game. I was kind of watching it going, this game is just really being very weird. And I think now the Cardinals are um, the Cardinals. That's that's a really big win for them on the road, and I, I really like Kyler Murray. I think he's a, a wild quarterback to watch. He's again like one of these guys where you don't know what's going to happen, and you tune in to see exciting stuff. Um, and yeah, they they they, they won they won on the road again. This one's going to come down to uh, turnovers, um, and the the Raiders one fan of. Uh, just what's his name? Brandon Flowers was really disappointed, probably in his yeah. Box, Raiders one special fan team sitting there, you know. Uh, yeah, but that was that's like the the oh, so but look on Mr. Brightside, look on the Ravens, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the Raiders, look on Mr. Brightside. Uh, the, the Raiders, no, there is no bright side. The Raiders have a fucking trash schedule coming up as well, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, so the Raiders have, oh no, the Raiders have the Titans next. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about it. The Titans have been um, just not being able to find Spark. Uh, well, they're, they they're, a bad, they're a bad team and their quarterback sucks. That's why. Yeah. That's what, There uh, we go. Mystery solved. Got, we've won. That's we've done it. They, yeah. And they absolutely <laughs> um, got they got destroyed by Buffalo. And it like Buffalo weren't even really trying. And Buffalo. Sorry. Was, so we're talking about how they you were thinking that they were going to pull Mamara out of the game. Yeah, they pulled out. They pulled Allen out of the game. And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. You don't have to play the rest. <laughs> and that was that was what really. It, I I I just watched the highlights. Obviously, I'm not going to stay up and watch that in the middle of the night on a Monday. But it was, it just looked like they're a strong team. And Diggs, this like, what I haven't seen yet in two games is, despite mm. the fact, uh, Hill and Waddle are putting up just ridiculous numbers. I've not seen that telepathic scary quarterback to receive a connection that I, that you can see with those two guys without yeah, Josh and Allen and like, Stefan Diggs there's like they have they're sharing the same brain and yeah maybe I don't think I honestly I'm not sure they're fucking any, what anyone's thinking but like they're just fucking two guys, they're just smashing constantly anyway and he's amazing and yeah. so that that was a game and the the big I think the big game coming up obviously next week I, I was actually going to touch on uh one more game just before we mm. get on to next week. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle. Seattle are dog shit. Geno Smith, interception. Um, and then DJ Dallas. Don't know who he is. He tried a pass. And I think he, I think he's not, I don't, uh, yeah, he had a bit of a, he had, he had an interception as well. Just a, you know, just a bad game. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing that was cool in that game. DK Metcalf, who is arguably, like people want to know whether or not he's as fast as Tyreek Hill. Really good receiver. He had, uh, just an absolutely breathtaking one-handed double backflip, like incre- incredible sixty-yard reception, just chalked off for mm. a bullshit holding call. And it was, it was. I was watching that. It came up on Red Zone, and the guy was just spiraling through the air, catching this ball, and it was beautiful. And then they were like, "Nah, sorry, holding five-yard penalty." And it happens all the time. Um, but the bad thing that happened in that game is. Um, Trey Lance for the 49ers going out with a severe leg break, like one of those, you know, yeah. fucking disaster. And Trey Lance up there, he's on the he's on the list for NFL name of the uh, name of the week because you know he also he looks like a quarterback. He looks like the high school quarterback who's uh, you know mm. the popular kid. Anyway, he breaks his leg, spins it around. It's looking gross. Fingers crossed. It's not like the worst thing in the world and he can come back. He's young and he's fit, so hopefully it'll be good. And hopefully it'll be like Burroughs and Burroughs came back. But who do you have coming out? you got Jimmy Garoppolo. 
And Jimmy Garoppolo goes out and he wins the game for them. And I think that he's he's sitting behind them for a reason. And he's why you've got a good, you know, elder statesman of the league sitting behind your young kid. Not only to take them through, uh, you know, take, teach them about the game like Fitzpatrick did with um, with Tua. But let's say your guy gets his full ankle spun around so it's pointing the wrong way, then you've got a really good quarterback coming up. But yeah, obviously I hope he gets better really, really quickly. He might, it might be fine, but it didn't look very fine. And weirdly, they don't normally do this in the football. But they showed it like five times on the internet and they showed it a bunch of times on Red Zone as well. And they're like, yeah, let's see where if we can see where the leg break. And then they showed it, which is gross. <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, you know, I guess that's the, I guess that's the game you play. Yeah. Um, it sucks, man, but it's just like RIP to the guy, American football savage, uh, but also yeah. gorgeous. So we want, we're going to talk about the next, we want to talk a little bit about the next week. Um, I, what I was hoping to do very briefly is like talk about briefly about my second team, the Buffalo Bills, right? Uh, yeah. Everyone's second team got from me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is because they, so I noticed something about them. Um, and they, they called a couple of blitzes this week, but week one, they got something like four sacks, right? Uh, which is when a defensive player uh, gets to the QB and takes them down, like before they throw in the ball. Do you um, know, sorry, really quickly. Do you know that was a, that wasn't even a stat up until relatively recently? I really, like, I think it was in the eighties. And so, oh, this is when you just this is like this is an I reckon thing. So I reckon it came out in the eighties. But basically, some dude, some like um, d- uh, defensive lineman, kept saying that he was going to sack the quarterback or the, the something mm. like he was going to put him in a sack. And it was a stupid saying that he had. And then every time he hit the quarterback, he's like, I got a sack. And they didn't really record them as a stat. That's and funny. then they were like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Let's just make that part of the NFL. Now. Well, because I think, honestly, I think a sack is one of the one of the most underrated things that can happen. Interceptions. Yeah. Oh. yeah you know, touchdown, long runs. But who doesn't love a, a quarterback just getting absolutely just fucking just shithoused into just the ground like, by a giant it, guy these days especially with the modern rules like the rules incentivize you to make it quite easy for you to throw it away as well so it, you know if you see the only the only way it happens is when they either get completely fucking blindsided by them and don't see them coming or they manage to get to them so quickly they can't do anything about it and like it fucking like it is just so it must be so demoralizing just see him just get absolutely seeing this get absolutely smoked by these guys and it yeah. like anyway but they got four sacks and they didn't blitz once now wow. in the whole game a blitz is a, a defense like a defending uh tactic where basically you have your three or four guys on the line and a, a blitz is what what you do is you get and then everyone else is kind of off the line uh, and they uh a blitz is when you get one of the players that is not on the line that isn't normally involved in kind of the pushing around bit, basically the scrimmage to run in. Uh, and that, that means that you get an extra player kind of running, chasing the quarterback down to get extra pressure on them. But obviously the downside of that means that there's a player, there's often a player on marks. Um, and that's basically what a blitz is. And so in order to like, uh, traditionally teams use them quite a lot, uh, because they're very effective, getting players and pressure on quarterbacks is a really effective way of, of disrupting them. Uh, but in order to make sure the quarterback doesn't know like who's going to be free or open, uh, they use kind of like creative ways of disguising who they think is going to run or something like that. Uh, they, use, they use creative ways of disguising who's going to run. The Bills have really dialed down the amount of blitzes they do. And it's because their defensive line are so effective that they don't need to. They're getting all this wow. pressure just from their four linemen. And that's how good their defending is. Like their four linemen are just getting back there. And it means that they're often running like up, they're often running like six defensive backs in the backfields, covering all these receivers um, and all these kind of creative uh, pass, like speed, like especially for players that teams like the Dolphins that use a lot of speedsters. It means they're having like six defensive backs, which means that you have people who can cover all these fast players. They can have two safeties back and still have all the receivers covered and they're getting pressure on you. That is an unreal way of defending. Like, yeah. I don't think other teams re- like happened. it's so scary and like I don't know that other teams are able to really like other teams are not showing that they can unpick that at the I moment. think there's going to be a team that can and that's the Miami Dolphins and the reason <laughs> that is, it's going to happen next week <laughs> I'm going to say that they're going to say that because the I think it was the the Gesicki uh, touchdown the um, the Ravens dropped back into like essentially cover eight 
yeah. which is when every single player other than their line their linemen dropped in to defend against the pass. So that means they were just waiting for a pass and they still couldn't get um they still couldn't get the ball down. Yeah. So he just he just threw it up to the back and then that was it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll I see mean, no, we'll see what happens. The, the, like, Bills, the, the, the this is this is the, the thing is about the the, the the Dolphins right now and why the game with the Bills is so big is mm. everyone's like oh the Buffalo Bills they are arguably they're they're Super Bowl favorites they're definitely going to win the AFC right and the Dolphins are like oh my god they're putting up really exciting numbers they're playing really aggressively I think that all the pressure really is on the Dolphins with this Buffalo Buffalo know that this isn't it but I think it would be I think the the loss to the Dolphin the loss for the Dolphins would be more detrimental to the season than it would if the Buffalo Bills lost this week yeah uh, right because got... the, the Buffalo can be two and one yeah, the buffalo, the buffaloes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling the them buffaloes. That. The well, buffaloes. Have, uh, there's no such thing as a bill apart from yeah. a person. There's you know the murderer, yeah. the buffalo, the, bu- buffalo, buffalo bill. Oh, wear your skin. <laughs> uh, but no, like <laughs> fucking buffalo. Imagine if they got a fucking mascot and it's just like a man wearing women's skin. Yeah, uh, that's that's we should we should suggest that it would be less scary than the Cleveland Browns. It'd be less scary than the paedophile mascot of the Cleveland. We we are gonna anyway. This podcast yeah. is gonna not gonna last. <laughs> um, I yeah no. So next uh, next week coming up next week in the NFL is the the Bills Dolphins game, and that that is big. I like that as a game. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's fun. Um, I think that what what else is happening that's good? I would say that Jets Bengals would be fun. I mean, I don't know. I'm all in on uh, I'm all in on um, Joe Flacco now. I'm a big I'm yeah. in for this. I want him to do well. Um, you want Commanders Eagles? That's a big uh, rivalry game. Um, that's always a action packed match uh, for, um, for two players, two teams. We'll see. Each other. Let's see if the let's see if the Jags can do a bit better. They've got the Chargers. They'll probably lose, but like if they, I, I think they need to show some improvements. Um, yeah, and then, I mean they they they're they're on the way. I like uh, Bucks Packers. I mean Buccaneers are going to destroy the Packers. I'm going to say this, but like you know, I genuine because I, I thought the Packers were going to lose to the the, uh, the Bears just because they're not doing very well. But even though the Buccaneers are a better team, the fact that it is um, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big game. Seahawks Falcons, obviously two different birds hitting each other. Like that's uh, always big two horrible teams. teams, fucking down bad. That is but, that is the worst game. Giants Cowboys, man, that's a big one. I mean, Monday night football, Tuesday morning. If you're uh, yeah. if you're in England, NPC that's, NFL Dan Jones, <laughs> Dan N- Jones. Oh yeah, NPC Energy Dan Jones. He is the the regen player who's now just absolute doing really really well. Um, and against the Cowboys, I mean, that game is going to be uh, bollocks for a Monday night game. But then when you you want to put it on the um, I'm going to put it on the TV game because that's always an exciting one. Uh, let's have a look. How are the Giants? Giants are two and zero, and they're going up against the one uh, one Cowboys. Uh, Eagles are two and zero as well. So Jalen Hurts, he's a player we haven't really spoken about. He's fucking exciting to watch. Um, he's capable of magic. Um, so that's a big. It's big uh, NFC East weekend. Jalen Hurts is a Jalen Hurts is the Eagles' quarterback, and he's he seems like he's kind of having a step up. Yeah, this year, this like it seems like things are kind of clicking for him this year, and that's exciting. That's fun. He's a he's, he's another one of that kind of exciting to watch plays. So I think what we have left to do right uh, this week is uh, we need to we need to decide on our NFL name of the week. NFL name of the week. I I think we should give it to um, uh, who was the who was the guy who was the stand-in quarterback for the. Uh, for the for the Cowboys. Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush. Is, Cooper Rush. I mean, his his name is just made for a jersey. It's, I big. mean, it should really be a running back, but it's a quarterback. But I think that's yeah. even more poetic. He's big. He's not he's ginger. Throw, is he? He's twenty eight years old. Yeah, I've he's been around for ages. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, they just picked this guy up off like he's just fresh out of some junior I've never college. Heard of him in my life. Cooper Rush. I mean, he must have he must have already had like in and out of teams before he's he found this one coming up right so he's okay. played for the cowboys and then he went to the giants uh to be on the practice squad for the, for the 2020 season and then they picked then the cowboys picked him up again so they were like oh go and okay. play for our rivals yeah, all right yeah 
so yeah, that good good for you, Cooper. I'm glad you're having a Gary glad Dax hurt his hand. Um so yeah, Cooper Rush, NFL player name of the week. Um, buy a jersey. Um I had a nominee for NFL out of the week, but unfortunately a hundred pepperonis can't. Yeah, there wasn't that much gross food. There was no. like so the only thing that was that you said was the boneless wings on pizza. Yeah, there was that Boneless sounds, buffalo wings on pizza. <laughs> it sounds fine. That's not the end of the world. That's not the end of the world, right? It's not. It's not a hundred pepperonis. Um, and it's, and I, why would you go to the Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the football? Though I mean, they do. They said they've got wings and beer, and they just keep shouting that at you. Fair enough. My advert of the week, though, is just for Jesus Christ. There was an advert with a bunch of skateboarders looking like they're criminals. And they're like, "Do you you know who was a criminal? You know who was, you know, ostracized by society." You know who everyone hated, and then the very end is just like Jesus Christ, come to church, like and I, like it was it was and it turns out like Jesus. Yeah, the, the narrative of the advert starts with skateboarders looking like a like oh we're gonna have to stop, we're gonna have to get her into them. Yeah, Jesus just doing a sick you, fucking kickflip. Yeah. So the advert of the narrative is the skateboarders look like they're badass, up to no good, like young kids making making mischief in the American town. But then it turns out that they're actually giving out food to homeless people. And if you want to be nice, you should check out this guy. Don't know if you've heard of him. He's called Jesus Christ. And I thought that was a pretty cool advert. I like, uh, I like how they're, they, they, you want to buy a bonus wing pizza. You want to buy a giant truck. Uh, you also want to buy Jesus Christ. So good for you, America. Keep it going. Um, Jesus Christ doing sick kickflips. Just oh yeah, he's the, he's the Jesus Christ that I'm into. The American Jesus. The American Jesus. Jesus. I uh yeah, I I I like I think that's a good nominee for out of the week. Uh American advert for Jesus. In case you haven't heard, Jesus Christ. Um yeah, that's it. Uh so next week we'll talk about obviously the, the stuff. Um oh no, I think we should just sign off there and then we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Great. Uh, thank you, Jacob. Have a lovely week, everyone. We'll talk to you. Thanks, everyone. Bye uh, bye. Please, uh, please follow us on uh, right. Helmets yeah. at Helmets Podcast. Uh, if you enjoy us, please like it. Please share it. Please leave us a review on Google, uh, on Google, on Apple, oh, yeah. uh, Spotify. Uh, yeah. This, you know, this really helps. If you didn't try, I literally don't care. Nah, I have a we're fun, doing it because we like it. We'll be talking it, about NFL anyway. So if you didn't enjoy it, like, I think about as much of you as I think about the Browns mascot. The Browns mascot. Don't be the Browns mascot. Don't be the Browns mascot, man. Yeah. Like, just fucking like our podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> See you later. Thank See you. Ya. Bye.